0: Welcome to the Family Nonsense Podcast, providing personal finance for families. Join Rich and James, who debate, relate, and make sense of the financial nonsense. So, Rich, let's dive into the overall topic, the main thing everyone wants to know. What should families do during today's challenges, these financial challenges? It's crazy out there. What's going
1: on? Let us know oh hey james yeah so uh it is definitely crazy out there it's like there's blood in the streets these markets are continuously selling off people are worried and it just it just feels like things are shifting right now and maybe it's felt this way for a few months but now we're really in the thick of it and people are wondering when is it going to end and what is what is the outcome going to be what is it going to look like at the end of this so i don't know what's going on i mean you know, we could say hindsight is 2020, and maybe we all could have predicted, and we've been talking about it, that we are going to have a downturn in the economy, that eventually, you know, the Fed stops printing money, they start raising interest rates, and things are going to turn, you know, once you take the punch bowl away, it's like, uh, things are going to get ugly. But now that it's here, it feels terrible, you know, and we're making new lows today as we're recording this, yeah. and the NASDAQ is down over 30%, the S&P 500 is basically down 20% now, which is technically a bear market. So yeah, it just feels really ugly, rather. Uh, out there, all around.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's sometimes it can feel defeating. Just like with your family, you know, all this investing you're doing, you're trying to pay for the house, you're worried about your kids and their college. It's 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 a real challenge out there. The economy's not making it any better, um, but there is a lot of things we can do, right? There's there's a lot of opportunity. With these challenges comes a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of good things we could do. It's the wild west out there. Um, So there's a lot of really good things we could do when it comes to what we're doing with our finances. We could smarten up. We could be minimalistic. Um, So I just really want to dive into some of those things that we could really kind of help families out with and kind of uh, just guide them through. And just get away from some of this nonsense that they're hearing on TikTok. They're hearing on the news and just bring everybody down to earth. And hopefully we can kind of help
1: guide everybody through yeah, I think opportunity is the right word and I find myself talking about this all the time especially with people that are in our age group that you know still have a long ways to go before they're actually going to be retiring yeah. There's opportunity right now. So, you know, my my buzzwords for 2022 have been patience and automation, right? I don't feel that there's a need yeah. to jump into anything. Even though I want to invest in stuff and I want to start throwing money at things as I watch them go down, I think patience is a very good thing to have in 2022 and not feel like you have to make very big moves. You know, in automation, I'm talking about that all the time also, because this is going to be a great year when you look back for you to just dollar cost average into your retirement accounts every two weeks, throw money yeah. in there, it's a good time time to be accumulating stuff. So panic is not the word for 2022, right? If we're in retirement, and we're taking withdrawals from our money, and we're trying to survive, then I would feel a little bit panicked in this market environment, you know, but for right now, it's really just being secure, making smart decisions, and just keep doing what you're doing. You know, if you're having trouble sleeping at night, and this whole economy is really keeping you up that maybe you are a little bit overexposed to what's going on in the stock market and different investments and things like that. But if anything, you know, as these prices come down, I do think that it will be an opportunity. But as we're going through it, it feels terrible. So I don't know. Yeah. But I do like the idea of right now of concentrating on getting on stable ground, you know, building, building that solid foundation. So focusing on things like paying off debt, any bad debt that you have, credit card debt, even home equity lines of credit, anything that's going to be like variable rates out there where they're going to be going up as these interest rates go up. Those are the things you want to focus on getting out of your life. And I always talk about taking a step back and just looking at your overall financial picture, right? So how much much money does it cost me to live every month? What's my bare minimum that it costs me to survive, right? And then what levers do I have to pull if we really do have an emergency that we have to get into? You know, could I pull money from a credit line or how much emergency funds do i have in the bank what other levers could i pull if things really get bad like i lose my job or my income dramatically gets reduced in this or something happens so those are the things that you know i think people should be thinking about right now but it's definitely not a time to be panicking like the worst thing to do is to say you know what i'm losing all my money my 401ks my iras and everything just get me out i just i gotta stop the pain that's that's the worst thing to do during these times
0: yeah, it's it's really it's it's human nature to to panic, right? And and you really want to get that gratification of things are are going up, right? When I put a hundred dollars in, it starts to increase. But when you see it go down to eighty dollars, you know you do get nervous. It's just it's just a little defeating. But you know what? We didn't put that money in today to become millionaires tomorrow, right? So it's going to take some time. We just got to relax a little bit. Um, you know, it all depends on on the age that we are. And we just need to run our own race here right it's kind of we don't need to worry about people you know that have the telsas down the street and you know people that have the greener grass than us right we're going to run our own race we're going to set up that base where you know we're safe as a family we're not going to have debt we're going to go green with the credit card we're going to throw it right in the recycle bin we're not going to we're not going to pay interest on stuff that we don't need we're going to try to step it back a little bit analyze what really you know is meaningful to us and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna invest money into that, right? Even if there's inflation, we're gonna spend a little bit of money on the things that we need, like healthy foods and stuff like that. But we're gonna get rid of the junk in our life, right? The things that are slowing us down, you know, the extra things that we have in the house that we just don't need. We're not finishing, you know, um, you know, they're coming from the food store. We're gonna buy these new flavors that our kids are gonna eat, and, and th- actually that they're not gonna eat, and we're gonna throw them out, right? We're gonna buy things that really kind of fuel our 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 family. Uh, keep us going we're going to try to kind of just say no to the junk say no to stuff that's going to you know charge up our credit card we're going to keep investing and even though the investing is not going to make us millionaires overnight it's okay that it's boring right it's okay that it's just automated automated is boring to some people but really it's just it's really not boring because you know what you sleep better at night right you have a game plan no matter if things go up or down you're still in line with your game plan and you're moving forward. And that's that's really key to being successful and to retiring and to being financially free. So keep that kind of momentum going and you're gonna be safe, right? There was dips before, there's gonna be dips again. Some might, and it might even be worse, but if we keep moving forward, we, we, we cannot be stopped. So, so keep that kind of momentum going and I think you'll be, you know, way just having just an easier time when it comes to your, your family finances.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, another thing that I always talk about is the purpose of the money that you're saving, right? And time horizon, because those are really the important things and it helps you take a step back and realize, you know, that what we're going through right now, it really doesn't have a direct impact on your life, right? So if we're talking about yeah. time horizon. If you have money that you need in the next year, two years, three years, then yeah, you shouldn't have that money at risk right now, because who knows what it's going to look like at that point, right? So all your different investments, I like doing this, you know, and I'll even take a pen and paper and do it. And I'll write down each type of investment that I have out there. And when I am going to be using that money, what is the purpose of that money? So like even like my kids 529 plan, for example, right, they're all down pretty big so far year to date along with everything else. But like my youngest guy, I have 10 years before he's going to college. So if anything, this is a great time for me to add to him, then I have a 15 year old who's going to be going to college in a few years for his his 529 plan is much more conservatively invested, it's still gone down, but not nearly to the point that my youngest has gone down. So that time horizon, right? And you want to have a runway. And when we go into a recession into a bad economy, it's like those emergency funds, you want to juice those up, you know, there's no need to take on additional risk during these environments. If anything, it's like, you know, slow it down, take a deep breath and let it all play out. Because these markets, even though it's been pretty painful, and it sucks, You know, they could last much longer than any of us think that they will. So, you know, I was just talking about this with a friend of mine, that younger people, like they haven't really experienced what a really bad market feels like. You know, for me, like I'm 44 years old. So I lived through the dot-com bubble, which was crazy. And that was when I just started working. And then we had the Great Recession, 2008, 2009. And those were two terrible markets where when I first started working, I graduated college in 2000. When I first started working, I had like 12 years of my investments going nowhere. You know, and there was roller coaster rides within there. But the market in general, from the day I graduated, it took it 12 years for it to get back to that same point after we had that Great Recession, 2008, 2009. So nobody's experienced that before. You know, people who've graduated who've been working for 10 years, all they know is up. Right? And they've had tremendous rates of return, but we could have a sideways to a down market for the next decade. And I think you have to be prepared for that. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but I do think you need to be prepared for that. But if you're not yeah. retired for 20 years, then good, guess what? It will actually help you. Like that period of time helped me because I was able to buy and buy and buy and accumulate shares over that time and then catch this nice bull run that happened the last decade. So 10 years ago, yeah. I think we'll be okay with everybody. So that's, bit, you know, that's another silver lining to everything that's going on right now. But I am stressing the fact to people that I'm speaking with is you know to just be on secure ground because money stress sucks you know there's really nothing worse than being stressed about money it's it scares me like crazy With, with a family of four it's uh it's
0: it's something that you know keeps me up at night right i'm always worried about do i have the right emergency fund um is this vacation going to delay the financial goals that i have right should i really be going to disney um in july like i'm going with my family um but should i be kind of you know, trying to pay off my house. Should I be trying to max out my my Roth IRAs like everyone's telling me? Should I be investing in crypto? I don't know. I'm feeling FOMO. I like, it, it's really challenging to really just know, you know, where you should invest your money. Everyone tells you you're wrong. Every decision you make is wrong, right? You pay off your house. Oh, you're an idiot because you know you could have been you know a billionaire or whatever with you know the three hundred thousand dollars. You know, you know you kind of you invest in in something and it goes down twenty percent. And then people will tell you you should have paid off the debt so it's kind of um it's really confusing out there um and when the economy is down and inflation is up um you know we can kind of really beat up ourselves when it comes to the decisions we make um one thing that i like to do is i like to try to eliminate as much as debt as possible uh it helps me sleep better at night um and it just helps me protect my family um when it was just me and my wife Um, I really didn't care about debt, you know, and kind of I wanted to keep up with the Joneses and um, I wanted the nice jewelry and the nice clothes and I wanted to show impress people. Um, But now that I've had kids, I've kind of had that check in my life where, you know, I want to build that base. I want to build that castle of, you know, financial stability, right, where no one could the wolf can come to the door and I'm going to keep them out. Right. Because if something bad happens, I'm kind of financially free. I don't have to worry about a job loss. I don't have to worry about milk going up $2. It's not going to impact me as much. It will slow me down. Um, but I want to be financially free. And that, that's one thing that I really want to stress with families is to, you know, build that financial freedom mindset. And um, you don't have to be, you know, um, you don't have to kind of get rid of everything in your life, but focus on the things that mean to you. And the things that really kind of are really just going to get old in 10 years. They're not really assets. Right. And try to eliminate them from from your life. Um, And if you start to uh, do that type of process, you're going to see that really the things that you were buying, say, 10 years ago, really don't mean anything. They get old, um, you know, and, and they're in the attic. Right. And kind of start to build that that mindset, start to, you know, take down that debt from smallest to largest, from largest, to smallest. Figure out a way that works for you, that makes you feel better, that you can kind of do yourself it, it, and, and works, you know, for you and your spouse and, and your family um, and stick to that plan. Try to eliminate that debt, um, you know, and sometimes you might have to even delay your investment as well. So if, if the debt is really bad um, and we could even talk about good and bad debt, um, you know, it's something that you want to focus on because, um, you know, you're definitely it's guaranteed that you're alive right now. And, um, you know, when you retire, you know, that's, you know, that's kind of, uh, you know, it turns into luck, you know, at at some point in your health. So you want to make sure that you're okay now um, so you could be, you know, really good later. So you have to focus on the debt, I, I believe.
1: Yeah. And, you know, one of my favorite sayings is personal finance is personal. And it's so true because it really does depend on you and what's going to make you feel comfortable, confident and live the life that you want to live. So financial freedom, it can mean different things to different people and the way that they go about. There's so many different ways you could go about it. Right. So being great with your money and being great with personal finances and reaching financial freedom, it's like there's a blueprint to it but everybody takes a different path you know so there's like basic knowledge around it and there's basic advice that you could give people to do it but at the end of the day it's like everybody forges their own path and they make their own way and you make mistakes along the way and you can't beat yourself up over it and you question every decision and there's no right answer for everybody like what you do might be totally different than what i do right and just people have different paths to get to that uh to get to that point but at the end of the day you want to be able to sleep well at night and feel like you've done the best you can to get where it is that you want to go so i think that everything people should be doing should be with that goal of financial freedom. And I think it looks different than it did maybe 10, 15 years ago, where maybe financial freedom was having the house on the hill and, you know, living in a mansion and driving, you know, these crazy cars and having a hundred thousand dollar watch and all that stuff. To me, all that stuff means, you know, nothing. I would much rather have time and have be able to go on vacations with my family yeah. and have that type of freedom, that type of financial security. That's what it's all about for me, and I think the rest of the world, you know, is on board with that and is feeling the same um, when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so it yeah, financial freedom is definitely, definitely for sure. Yeah, yeah, and the older you get, you start to realize that, you know.
0: Kind of, um, I thought, you know, when I was younger in my twenties, I thought I, I had time, and you know. And um, you know, as I get older, as I had kids, um, I realized that you know, time is is way more valuable, right? And I decided to you know live more of a minimalistic life. And the things that you know I valued, um, you know, when I was teenager to twenties, um, I really don't value at all. Um, you know, I thought I wanted you know all these nice things, and all I really want is just good memories with my family. Um, and, and the money that allows me to do that, right? And, the, the, you know, and to be able to say no to things that I don't want to do uh, career-wise uh, because I financially can. And you know, I'm not looking to be uh, a millionaire. I just want to be you know, comfortable and I just want to be happy. And a lot of people are seem to be moving that way. It seems to be the one good thing that's coming from you know, the, the, the panic and, and all the craziness from social media is people are starting to realize they're seeing the chaos and they're trying to and, and now they're just starting to say no to it. Right. And, and, and a great way to do that is to just live a simple life, live minimalistic, focus on the things that truly mean something to you and, you know, run your own race. And, and, and that's that's really going to allow you to not only be healthier, it's going to allow you to be more financially successful as
1: well. Yep. And, you know, like I've made mistakes in my life. There are things that I wish that I did differently, but I was in the same boat. Like when I graduated college, I wanted to be rich. I mean, not to say I don't want to be rich. I think everybody really wants to be rich, right? So, um, but I was really, I don't want to use the word obsessed either, but that was a very, a very big motivating factor for me. And I probably, well, I went through a couple of different houses. You know, when I got married, I married my high school sweetheart. We bought a, um, a condo, then we bought a townhouse. This was starting like in 2003. So I bought in very good housing markets and then bought a very bad housing market. Our second house was 2007. It was a townhouse. Uh, but then we eventually built the house that we live in now. And looking back on it, it was a mistake. You know, I probably built yeah. too big of a house um, where we live. Like I'm, you know, in New York, the taxes are absolutely outrageous. And now we're kind of ingrained in the community here where I have three kids in the school systems, my whole family is around me. It's hard to reverse those decisions, you know? So it's like you get yourself under, um, under this, the pressure of, Maintaining and upkeeping everything and it's hard to reverse that once you get yourself ingrained in that. So that's definitely one thing that I would do differently, you know, looking back on it, because at the end of the day, I probably don't need to live where I live, but I probably don't need, you know, not, I'm not in a mansion, but I probably don't need to be in the house that I'm in paying the taxes that I am. I joke around my wife all the time, because both of us, you know, we're not tied to a job, we work remotely. So why, why what are we doing here you know it's like let's get out of the northeast yeah, where exactly. the taxes are crazy <laughs> and let's go somewhere where they treat us a little bit better and um you know it doesn't cost uh, so much just to uh just to survive just to live here yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I, 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 well i proposed to my wife i want to i want to move to
0: a, like a tiny house but you know she rolled her eyes so i got the hint so i mean I, i'm kind of in the same boat as you but um i if it was up to me I, i'd be living in a tent somewhere in utah and and, and living off the fat of the land right up uh, but yeah. uh once you have families, you gotta live a little bit heavier, but it's uh, it's all right though. But um, yeah, I fully agree. Um, you know, moving on to another topic that that's pretty um, you know, everyone's kind of talking about is uh, you know, that I word uh, inflation. Um, you know, how could a family, you know, especially you know, um, you know, family with multiples, you know, just really, it doesn't really matter at this point. How could just a family with kids? you know, uh, overcome this inflation? How can they fight back? How could they, you know, still kind of, you know, budget their money and stay in line with their financial goals, their
1: lifestyle goals? You
0: know, how, how is this possible today?
1: Yeah. And it's hard, you know, and uh, for a family, so I have three kids and, you know, they come to a certain expectation of how things go and how you spend money and they get used to the lifestyle and everything. And then all of a sudden it's like the cost of everything goes through the roof and it's how do you survive? And honestly, I think the answer is you just make tough decisions and you do start to substitute yeah. things and you really do look at, you know, where's my money going every month? What am I spending my money on? So we we'll have just a simple example. Exactly. Like we have BJ's near my house where, you know, I do a lot of the um, of the shopping, the bulk stuff. And then my wife does like the weekly stuff. And I've just... Extended the time period, right? If I used to do it once a month and buy the bulk stuff, even like drinks for school or like whatever, you know, snacks, things like that around the house, instead of doing every four weeks, I'm pushing it out to every six weeks. So if we have two weeks yeah. out, you know, this crap in the house that they're accustomed to having, then so be it, right? Or even like with gas and driving around, like you know, you make you start to make different decisions. Yeah. Where is it worth, you know, taking this trip and doing exactly, uh, you know, what we used to be doing if it's going to cost that much more? But just even opening your eyes to it and realizing and making conscious decisions, you just have to scale back during these times, especially if you don't have that emergency fund in the bank, if you don't feel like you're on very secure financial footing, then it's like, you know what, I need to pull back a little bit and make smarter decisions because the cost of everything, it is outrageous. We got buffalo wings the other night, right? So we get wings usually like every two weeks or whatever and the price of buffalo wings, I couldn't believe it. It was like double than it was since the last time I ordered. So it's just craziness. It's like I couldn't justify everything I buy these days. You know, I feel like I'm getting ripped off no matter where I go. I walk out thinking, like that price of everything is crazy right now. So you know what? I'm not going to order buffalo wings for a little while because it just pisses me off. It's not that, you know, I don't want to, Well, it is. I don't want to spend the money, right? But it's uh, yeah. <laughs> like a, something that we need to have. So it's like, you know what? I'll just throw some uh, some chicken legs on the barbecue and we'll, we'll call yeah. it a
0: day. I, I, I feel your pain. Um, have you ever gone to like a, like a baseball game before and, and the, the prices, the, the inflation at a baseball game? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go to the food sure. store now. When I feel, go to the food store now, I feel like I'm at a theme park or a baseball game you know, I cringe, you know, walking down and I see what was once a dollar is the next week, it's a dollar 25. Right. And I see, you know, that's basically 25% increase, right. For, for just no reason. Um, well, I guess there is reason, but um, you know, it's just, it just seems like that should just be like a 5 cent increase. Right. And it, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty extensive and it starts to, you know, give you that gut check on, you know, what, you know, what do I really need? Right. And, and kind of, you do just really say no. And sometimes they say high price is the best thing to bring Uh, High prices down is high prices, right? Because people start to reject it, um, you know, and they just say no to things. And, you know, if you're going to buy five things, um, you know, at around the same price and you cut out one of them, um, it's basically the same price. Right. I mean, you're kind of you're spending the same money you would have uh, a week ago, Um, but you said no to the one thing. And now you're starting to contribute to fighting against the inflation, Um, you know, and I'm sure prices are not going to go back down to what they were, um, but it could help kind of do that. And it's definitely going to help your budget. If you say, you know, no to those things that are are too expensive, um, but you also have to consider, you know, keeping those experiences going with your kids, right? You have to still go to these theme parks, go on these vacations because these kids are only young once. Right. And um, you know, and they're only, what i call immature at this time where they're everything's majestic to them right they believe in santa claus they uh they go to disney and and they want to see the characters they're not too cool for it yet so we still have to be forced into these situations during the worst time ever so we have to just be minimalistic when it matters right and, and uh we don't even need to let our kids know about it right we just don't steer them in the direction of uh the 20 you know cotton candy or something like that they won't even know about it so if we don't put ourselves always in these situations. We could also just avoid, you know, this inflation, but still have a great time without it impacting our kids. Um and you know, and, and they could, we could still kind of move forward, still hopefully get over this inflation and um, you know, start to just, you know, live back to that normal like financial you know, uh lifestyle where we're not cringing, you know, at, at the supermarket and we're not worried about shortages and high prices and uh, every time that our, our our gas goes down to eat. So, you know, if we kind of have that approach, um, you know, we could start to overcome that and we could at least try to break even, um, you know, when we go to the food store by just saying no to a couple of things. And
1: I think I think that'll help. Yeah, I think so too. And you hit on a lot of good points right there. Like one thing that I've been doing with my kids, like it's like you want to shield them from it, but at the same point, it's it's like a teachable moment also. Especially yeah, yeah true. Yep. You know, so like my 15 year old, Everywhere we go, I'm pointing out prices to him. Like I want him to understand how it all works. And you know, like he had a summer job. Um, actually, it's in the fall. He worked at an apple farm. I have an apple farm in my neighborhood that he worked at last fall, and they paid him fifteen bucks an hour, which is pretty sweet. You know, when I was a kid, it was like six bucks an hour, right? So fifteen bucks an hour. So when we go places and we look at how much things cost, I'm like, dude, you know, you'd have to work like ten hours to get that pair of Nikes that you want over there. Is it worth ten hours of your time in order to afford that pair of sneakers? Yeah, stores? that's an approach. And if you decide that it is worth it then you better treat those sneakers very well, you know, because it's going to be a while before you uh, you want to drop another 150 bucks to get another yeah. other pair. So it is a teachable moment and even things like, you know, so whatever, I'm in New York, I'm a big Yankee fan, I'm a big Giants fan, right? Madison Square Garden, Knicks games, those are things that I used to take my kids to all the time. And right Uh, now it's it's just hard to bite the bullet. I just can't bring myself to do it, you know? So maybe we'll go to a Yankee game soon. The Yankees are doing very well right now. So I would like to go see a Yankee game, but it's just hard. I don't want to go to a Yankee game and drop 500 bucks to take, you know, even just me and two of my kids. Like it's yeah. uh, it's crazy. So it's fun. almost like,
0: like a like a like an overnight trip the cost to go to like, you know, these games, you know, you can go two nights somewhere, right? And and you know, if the Yankees lose three nothing, they don't even score a run and you're out five hundred dollars, you could have had a nice, you know, uh two yeah. nights you know, in front of a fireplace and all that type of stuff. Um so it's like you really have to kind of weigh like is this worth it? You know, and kind of um yeah it's just really challenging Um, You know, and and I like how you're teaching your kids that I tried to teach my son that he told me to to get a part time job. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Now, now they're too young to understand it, but I I will I will take on your advice and start teaching them and and showing them some of the things, you know, Um, so they do start to kind of know the psychology of money, where it comes from. And, um, you know, is this really kind of do I want, you know, this this, uh, you know, toy or or food, um, you know, because it could stop me from getting something nicer down the road or, you know, and kind of I'll start to spend my money wisely and I'll start to ask for things wisely because I'm mindful of, you
1: know, this, uh, you know,
0: crazy economy.
1: Opportunity costs—it's—it's uh, it's a great thing to teach them at a young age, you know. And the, yeah. another topic we could probably get into—we could do it on the on a future episode. But it's credit card rewards programs and credit card hacking and things like that. So, like we talking about Disney and experience. Like we went yeah. to Disney just a few months ago, and even though it's crazy expensive, I had you know the hotel. I used points for the hotel, the flight I used points for the flight, but just the Disney tickets themselves—it was still crazy expensive. And then just yeah. to eat down there, going to the restaurants, yeah. eating in the park. It is so expensive where my kids had a great time, but it puts a little bit of a sour taste in your mouth, just knowing how much money it costs to go and do this, you know, each day. So it is it's tough. You know, it's hard to yeah. spend the money to to enjoy these experiences. So any edge that you could get to try to take the uh, less in the blow a little bit, you know, is uh, is a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, you know, the, the final payment that you do, you know, on uh, on your trip, you know, that's that's your souvenir. Yeah, right, exactly. you take that home. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so uh, you know the kids get to enjoy all the toys afterwards. But you know you get the you know they're that final bill at the end. But uh, <laughs> but that's good. You took your kids there. Um, you know during one of the most challenging times. Uh, you know to go there. Not only did you battle spring break because that that's the time that yes. you went. But you know you battled these crazy prices, the crazy lines. Um, and also people not being able to really go, you know, on these trips and they canceled them two years ago and now they're making up for it. So it's like, you know, basically, you know, two times the people that are coming. So, but it's good that you're still, you know, a legend for that. You know, as a parent, your kids will always kind of, um, you know, remember you for that and, and have those memories and those are, you know, going to be worth, you know, a, a lot themselves. So, yeah. um, that that's, that's good to just keep doing that stuff. Um, it doesn't mean you always have to stay home, right? Because, um, you know, gas prices are high and stuff like that. Don't let you know fifty to hundred dollars more you know ruin your trip. Try to hack it and try to cut back in other ways. Exactly. Sometimes, sometimes you can't avoid gas prices, okay, but we could stop drinking a soda or a coffee or something like that, and right. we can get we can make up for that gas price so we can still have these memories and, and you know pursue the things that mean the most to us. So um, you know keep that type of mindset, and we could break free from this you know inflation uh, you know issue.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how long inflation is around and if it does start to come down, it'll be interesting to see if the Federal Reserve actually does stick with their plan to keep increasing interest rates to try to put a stop to this inflation. A lot of uncertainty over this next year, but if inflation stays where it is, I think that things are just going to get worse. You know, this inflation, it, it just it squeezes the middle to lower classes, right? So if you are if you don't have a ton of money in the bank, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, then, you know, these times are just miserable and you have to make some very hard decisions. Yeah. So inflation is the enemy of the people, you know, and uh, and hopefully, you know, they do the right things to make it stop. But there's going to be pain. You know, so everybody has to expect that there is going to be pain, but there will be you know light at the end of the tunnel once we actually get through it. So um, I believe it's a good time to hunker down and to just take things slowly. You know, and not get too crazy with uh, with spending and we trying to buy things right now. It is a good time to step back and, like you said before, you know that is what will almost cause prices to come down is us rebelling against paying these prices. If everybody pays the higher prices, then the companies are going to say, okay, we can get away with this. We're just going to keep increasing it. So Um, so yeah, put, put the pocketbooks away, you know, let's, uh, put the plastic away. Let's just take a step back and uh, take a deep breath.
0: Just know that today's financial challenges are going to make you a better person. They're going to make you more savvy. They're gonna make you more creative on ways to save money, make money. It's gonna make you a better person. You're gonna look back at this time, it may feel like a loss, it may feel expensive, but you're gonna become a better you know, person for this. And I think in the long run, we are gonna make more money if we just sensibly get out of this situation and don't put sticks into the fire. Um, and, and I think we'll be well on our way to get not only out of this you know, bad economy, but, you know, to where we are, you know, have less debt and, you know, we're able to have more more confidence in our retirements.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, yeah. So I guess ra- wrapping this up and, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of tackle a lot of stuff on, you know, you know, other uh, episodes in the future. Um, I guess really the, the last kind of thing is everyone's kind of talking about, do I pay off debt right now while um you know the the stock market's going down or do i double up is everything on sale do i just have that mentality or should i start to like tackle some of this debt maybe there's some really bad debt some you know high interest debt um you know maybe there's just a mortgage um you know what should you know the average kind of family um you know start to just invest their extra money into
1: Yeah. So I think there's definitely like an order of operations, right? Like a pecking order that you have to go through. And even though I love saving for retirement, I love automating, you know, the 401k and doing all that stuff. If you have bad debt, and I kind of define bad debt as in this interest rate environment, anything that's really above like 6%, you know, now interest rates are going up, maybe it's a little bit above that, but anything above 6%, I would want to tackle that, you know, but it's a difficult question to answer because what if you have student loans where it's a very large amount, and it's above 6%. It's like, do you pay that down or do you invest in said? Or what about a mortgage? You pay that down or do you invest in said? Invest in said. So, my personal opinion is if you have credit cards, right? If you have stuff like double digit debt, if you have any of that bad debt, personal loans, You need to focus on attacking that stuff. That stuff needs to go number one, right? Because that it could just bury you. And it just, that's what causes you to live paycheck to paycheck and the stress of having that debt on you, right? If you have student loans where you're like in that four to 6% range and it's a large amount, I think that you'd have to split it. I think you have to do both, right? Where you want to still make your 401k contributions, your IRA contributions, while also paying down the debt. Personally, in my life, I choose not to pay down my mortgage any faster than I have to. I almost flip it and think of, and I'm a real estate investor too, so we could talk about that in future episodes as well. But I look at a mortgage, as crazy as this sounds, I look at a mortgage almost like an asset. All right. So I look at yeah. this debt that I have on my house, this mortgage that I have on my house at a very low interest rate, you know, say 3%, which hopefully if you have a mortgage out there, hopefully you're locked in somewhere in that three to 4% range and nothing above that, you know, cause now rates are up in the fives. So if you have a mortgage where you're paying 3% on that right now, I would much rather invest my money. Even if it wasn't investing in real estate, even if it was investing in the stock market or in other things, I would rather do that than pay down my mortgage because my mortgage 3% money, you're just not going to come by that again maybe not again in our lifetimes who knows yeah. um so i like having that debt especially if you could tie that debt to an asset that appreciates now we're talking about like rental properties and things like that if you could buy a rental property carry a debt on it have that rental property give you a positive cash flow where it's put a money in your pocket and you have tenants paying down that debt for you then we're going into a whole different ball game. that's where i really love debt and love those mortgages and stuff but just for an average family you got to get rid of the credit card debt you got to get rid of all that crap first you know, and then you start investing more and more once you pay down those debts and you get them off your back. But when it comes down to mortgage or student loans that maybe you're paying four or 5% on, I think that you have to do both because the power of compounding, you know, you don't want to give up those years of being able to invest money early in life. So even in your 20s and your 30s, I mean, even in our 40s, right, I want that money to grow for me for the next 20 years, I can't give up those early years of plowing that money into those accounts. I'd much rather do that than pay down a mortgage. You know, another downside to me to paying down a mortgage is just that you can't take the money back out. So if you do have an emergency, right? If you have a $100,000 mortgage and I have a $400,000 mortgage, we still both have to make a mortgage payment, right? So if you have a cash launch, if you have an emergency, if you lose your job, at that point, you can't even do a cash out refinance because you don't have a job anymore. So you don't have that money. It's not easily accessible to get it back out of the house, which makes, which causes some stress for me, like, I would rather have that money in investments or in other vehicles where I could get access to it, you know, if need be, if I did have a real emergency, I'm just going to let that mortgage payment, uh, I know you feel differently on this one, but I'm just going to let that mortgage payment continue for the next 30 years. Going into retirement, I would like to pay off my mortgage, you know, I'd like to walk into retirement without a mortgage in my 60s or whatever the case may be, but I'm in no rush to pay it down any sooner. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, another thing is that it all depends on how like volatile you are to you know debt to investing. Me personally, I I am I am very scared of investing. Um, I really started investing heavily. Um, you know, the past year, which is the, you know, the worst time to start getting these lessons, right? So I've gotten no gratification from investing besides the 401k from a long time, ago that was like a match. So, you know, I've had bad experiences so far. So my whole uh, methodology is to just kill all debt and be hundred percent debt-free. Um, I do agree with the investing, um, but I would like to just set a basis and be feel like I'm retired, Um, you know, in my 30s. And, you know, Play catch-up after that. So try to live off of just one person's uh, paycheck, and then invest the rest of the, um, you know, the other person's paycheck. Uh, because you you will have basically only like twenty five hundred dollars in in uh, bills uh, a month, and you know you'll have um, a lot of extra money to either you know travel, um, you know, uh, contribute to your emergency fund, or um, you know invest it. Which is what I would like to do is invest it. Um, so um, you know definitely kill all the credit cards. Um, that is just junk food. Uh, that is, you know, that is like eating potato chips that are going to get you fat. That is going to be financially really bad for you. So you want to just stay away from that type of debt. That is just horrible debt. Um, you want to try to, you know, have a, a, small, car, a small car payment. Um, you really want to try to just pay off your car, you know, even if you have to buy a, a junk car. Um, you know, there's nothing like the feeling of driving a car that's paid off compared to, uh, you know, driving a nice car with a $600 payment. Um, you know, it's just, you know, it, the car's going to be old. Think about how, you know, great iPhones were, um, you know, a couple of years ago, the first iPhone. Everyone wanted it, right? Everyone was going to pay whatever it costs. That iPhone, you know, turns into is it, It's just like a Tesla. It's going to turn into an old clunky you know, thing that you're going to be uh, you know, not satisfied with anymore. So watch what you're buying, you know, what 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 payments you, you're, you're agreeing to try to avoid and cut them all out. Um, you know, you, you want to do that. And, you know, and also, um, you know, try to kind of, uh, you know, knock out your mortgage. It all depends on your, your, your mortgage rate. Um, you know, if you have a low rate, um, I, I personally have a, a, a low mortgage rate. Um, But I still try to get rid of it. Um, You know, I'm only about $8,000 away from it. So I'm all in now. And uh, I'm kind of uh, now I just want the gratification of uh, paying off the house. But then I'm going to go really hard on investing, you know, into my my 401k. I'm going to max out my my Roth IRAs. um, You know, so I do see that that is a gap in my financial game. Um, so, uh, But my thing is I want to pay off the fa- that my house as fast as possible so I can get to investing as fast as possible. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's kind of, um, but I agree with, with what Rich is saying. Um, you know, it's just, it depends on your style, depends on, you know, your, your volatility um, to, to debt, to um, what investing is. It also depends on your knowledge. Uh, Rich is much more knowledgeable about investing, about, you know, the choices to make. Uh, than i am i'm new to that and i am really knowledgeable at just knocking out debt and i'm more of the the person who gets um the guaranteed gratification of having no debt right and then before getting into um you know um before getting into like knowing the knowledge of stocks and and where to invest um i'm still working my way you know up to that knowledge knowledge level before i'm able to you know start to invest confidently so and i want to be able to be debt free when i do make those choices i'll just personally uh, sleep better at night because of that.
1: Yeah. And I always joke, you know, nobody ever went broke paying off their debt. So yeah, it's never a bad decision to pay off your debt. It's like people will argue, well, you know, maybe you're not optimizing. Maybe you could get to where you want to go faster if you use leverage, if you use debt, right? But at the end of the day, if you have no debt, That's good. That's a good thing, right? Nobody ever went broke paying off their debts. It's going to help you sleep at night. So I can't argue with that decision. I just chose to take a different path in life. Um, You know, like I have rental properties and then the mortgage on my house. I mean, I'm carrying, you know, seven figures in debt in my life and it helps me sleep like a baby, which is a strange, uh, you know, a strange thing. But that's only because I know that I have assets that are tied to it. And maybe a big drop in the housing market will kind of put me in check a little bit, or at least it will hurt me a little bit. But, you know, I've had a bulk of these houses I've had for a while. So there's a lot of equity in the houses where I'm not really worried about it. And usually when the prices of homes or if we're in the recession, the price of real estate are going down, then that means that the renter market is actually pretty strong. So as rents are going up, you know everybody always needs a place to live. That's why I really do love investing in real estate. But but yeah, I don't think that it's a terrible mistake paying off your mortgage, you know, I think it's going to be a very good feeling and you'll be able to celebrate and, uh, you know, have a nice party in the backyard when uh, when you make that final mortgage payment and it's all said and done. So I think that that's, uh, that that's very awesome.
0: Absolutely. But the, the whole key of, you know, um, the method that, that you choose is that you're moving forward, right? You're avoiding those roadblocks that are derailing your financial freedom, derailing your retirement. And you're doing things that are moving forward, right? You're investing into the right assets. You're staying away from, you know, the the bad assets that are going to uh, depreciate in value. And you're moving forward in your life, and you're getting some type of freedom, uh, and you're having some type of leverage when you retire. So that's really the key: is that um, you know you choose the right path and you run your own race, and you're going to overcome different challenges throughout life. But if you keep moving forward, um, you'll really be set, and you know you'll be able to kind of. Um, you know live that financially free life um so just keep keep that mindset and uh either way i i think um you know both will kind of you know reach the the goals that they need to, to reach
1: yeah i uh i 100 percent agree with you you know it doesn't have to be the same path but as long as we both get to uh, to our destination then uh, that's that's all that matters with this yeah exactly yeah.
0: Well, that I would say would wrap it up for us for our, our first episode. So uh, we thank everybody for, you know, listening to this. So, um, you know, look for future episodes. Um, so we hope you found some value into this and um, we'll see you uh, again for the next
1: episode. All right. It's been fun. See you in the next one. All right. Be good. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.